Yo, what is up guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined as always by my lovely good good friend, Mr. JW Crewall. JW, how you doing today? Very well. <laughs> now I get to add lovely to the intro lore. Yeah, well, you're doing this little presidential wave kind of thing, and it's like that's yeah. the adjective that kind of sprung to my mind. Uh, yes, kind of a little like queenly <laughs> way. I, 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 yeah, anyway. yeah. It was nice. It was nice. It was a nice little. Thank you very much. Very audition. regal. Yeah. <laughs> very regal wave. Yes. Thank you. A little very, bit of improv. You, <laughs> <laughs> um, how's everything going with you, Riley? It's going. It's going well. Um, so the project I've been working on at work, I think I mentioned this last week. Is wrapping up at the end of the month. Um, yep. So we're rolling out hosp- or software at a new hospital at the end of the month, um, which is like the most crazy time of the project because now everyone's stressed out. They they have like last minute requests. They're worried about things going wrong, and so it's been really hectic, um, but also like a satisfying time at the same time. You know, seeing things yep. come to its conclusion. It's kind of like kind of like that last minute fervor you know at a hotel room before an event when everyone's like do we play do we play the ponyta do we play, yeah. do we play the grimer it's like it kind of feels like that you know <laughs> right where we, we have the deck we know the deck it's like what is this last what is the 60th card gonna be is it the great ball or the grimer <laughs> kind of thing that's pretty exciting honestly it is pretty exciting but yeah. as a consequence i have been completely wiped so I went to bed at nine yesterday and I woke up at eight today and I'm just still so tired. Yeah, I, I am. So I'm a little worried about that aspect of kind of coding, right. And in that software world where things have those deadlines. And so you just, you know, you stay up until you meet it. Right. And yeah. I really do like to separate kind of work from pleasure. And, uh, you know, if that, if that uh, comes into, you know, butting heads with each other, it's it's certainly um, makes for long nights, as you said. Oh, for sure. And so, you know, I was talking with, with my boss uh, and you know, our plan is after this project, you know, I've had a lot of months where I've kind of gone over what I would want out of my work week. Um, so yeah. I just kind of have like a month of chill time, basically, where not really a lot on my plate. That'd be great. Yeah. So. I'm I'm feeling good though. It's been a satisfying time. How about you? Um, boot camp is going well. Um, we're in week four now. It's crazy. Um, just how much I can do. You know, calling in the classes and doing the instantiating the objects and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it's pretty fun. You know, still been having fun. We're getting geared up for our big capstone project. Um, oh, wow. that we are making a. Uh, well, it's our like week one module or excuse me, our module one kind of capstone. And I it's see. making a uh, basically like a vending machine style, you know, program. Um, but I got my partner for it. We met up tonight, discussed what we need to do, and it should be a good little project. And then um, I uh, also, if you have a LinkedIn and you're listening, add me on LinkedIn, John Crewall over on LinkedIn. I would love to connect and I also need to connect because I need it for an assignment. So if you want to do me a solid, hop on over, send me a little request. I'll be more than happy to accept you. <laughs> oh, you really got to make the plug there, huh? I, well, I did. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest platforms that I have, you know, outside of YouTube. So I did set it over there. I'm going to say it here, you know, got to, got to cast that net. <laughs> sure. I guess so. 
I guess so. But in this way, I guess it's a little bit mutually beneficial, right? Because you do something for me and then I, you know, do something for you in a way in, in, you know, what do you, what do you call it? Connecting on LinkedIn? See, I don't even know, yeah, man. It's connecting. like, it's like Facebook Lite or something. I don't really understand LinkedIn, like a professional Facebook, I guess. Yeah, it's like Facebook, but a little more professional, kind of like it's focused on business. There's there's like job applications built into LinkedIn. Well, like, yeah, kind of like Monster. It's kind of like got a similar thing going. Okay. Um, so, but instead of seeing like memes from from grandma, you're seeing uh you're seeing like these bizarre like self-help posts from CEO. <laughs> Millennial explains uh LinkedIn to Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what it is though. You get these, you know, you get these uh you either get this weird like 40, 50 year old who's like not quite plugged into how things work with social media. It's like trying to explain yeah. like how important business is, or you have like you know, you got the 18 to 20 year old CEO who's like, yeah, wake up at 5 a.m. every day. You got to stay on that grind. It's yeah, like, it's like, I don't really want to read any of this. <laughs> grind mentality. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of goofy, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's a good platform. Uh, I, I can't wait to delve more into it. But <laughs> that is enough LinkedIn for now. I want to sure. get on to some poke. Let's talk poke and let's talk full grip online series. We just yeah. had a tournament. Yesterday, in the expanded format, I don't know if you got to watch much of it, probably not, considering how busy uh, you were, but it was a very fun time. Uh, we had about 30 entrants. I've been finding that, uh, just generally speaking, a lot of attendance numbers are down for uh, tournaments pretty much across the board, but I think expanded, the people that like to play expanded, like, really like to play expanded. <laughs> they do. So. So I'm very happy that we were able to, you know, give the people that like expanded a very, you know, safe and nice environment to uh, play. And we actually had uh, some particularly interesting decks. One I want to highlight from uh, last night in third place, Brian played a Malamar V uh, V max deck. Yeah. A Malamar V max deck. There we go. Do you want to take, take a guess as what Malamar V max does? I actually, it takes a card from your hand and puts it on or your opponent's hand and puts it on the bottom of their deck. I do know that. <laughs> yeah. So, so essentially that, yeah, too dark and a colorless. And the thing that makes it, you know, a little bit better, certainly different from Trevenant and Dustnor, is that you get to choose the card. Yes. So that is like a huge advantage because you can still do that same strategy of either ending or ace trainering your opponent down to a low hand size. And then you get to choose the card in their hand. So um, pretty nice little attack. And then you power it up with Electrode, same kind of idea that we had with the Trevenant and Dusknor. You don't really give yourself too much leeway uh, in the sense that, um, you know, you're giving up a couple prizes. So if your opponent can knock out a Malamar VMAX and find, you know, one more prize, you know, it's a little bit easier of a time Fair. for them to, to to win the game. But generally speaking, same kind of idea. And uh, I thought it was really unique. I don't think I've seen a Malamar VMAX deck yet. Yeah, it's kind of like, a, I don't know if it's necessarily an evolution, but it's a alternative strategy to that trevenant and dustnar strategy you know you seems like a logical progression yeah you know you don't have the melodic anymore to really abuse that um that prize trade to power up your trevenant and dustnar and obviously electrode cannot power up trevenant and dustnar yeah um so this is a you know an alternative strategy accomplishes a very similar goal um pretty cool honestly yeah it is really cool we saw a lot of really great play just across the board um 
and I just was reminded just how much I love uh, expanded. I, it seems like every time, because I always am in the standard format, or I should say, not always, but generally in the standard format, as that's where most of the action happens. You know, Players Cup is in the standard format. Um, you know, people are just generally more interested in standard, uh, particularly newer players. Um, and so I just generally feel like I'm in the standard format a lot. But anytime we have expanded events, it, it can be really, really fun. And uh, last night was another reminder of just how crazy expanded can get. Sure. So, you know, there's not a lot of expanded going on right now, but I am curious. You know, what is your take as far as the top dog and expanded right now, or at least the one that you would choose from the top tier? Sure. Yeah, well, that's a really cool um, thing about expanded is that there just are so many options and yeah. you really can't. Um, I don't know that the metagame is like centralized enough to really say, oh, yes, this is by far the best deck. Because I think on the whole, you know, Raweg can win, uh, Zashin can win adp can win uh dragapult won last night stall has a really good chance you know you have just a number of decks that you know we look in the in the standard format as, as there's a number of decks that are like kind of close to the top but generally speaking you're gonna have you know sent to scorch Picaram, you know luke metal eternatus probably is gonna win a tournament but in the expanded right. format you have maybe double that amount of decks that could reasonably go on to win a tournament so i i don't know that i could de- you know, definitively say that we have a de facto best deck or even, um, you know, three best decks, but that's what makes expanded fun. For sure. For sure. So, you know, among just the decks in general and expanded, is there one that just really gets you going that you're, you're really excited to play or try out? Um, I have a, I, I don't know. I have a liking to ADP in the expanded format just because you can, do the GX attack. Like we think that the GX <laughs> attack is pretty unfair in current standard. Now imagine just doing it for one energy attachment. Uh, so that to me is, I don't know. I, I'm kind of cruel in that way that I like it. Um, but uh, yeah, ADP in expanded. I just generally like that. And then you get kind of crazy with Zashans in expanded as well, uh, just because there's so much deck thinning that uh, it's pretty easy to get a Zashan powered up in expanded. You know, you can battle compressor, and then get those energy back with the metal saucer. Um, like we said, the ADP can attack for one energy. So, uh, you know, you can go ahead and, and you know, ADP GX attack and then go in and, and energies on the next turn fairly easily. You got things like Max Elixir. So those are always really fun decks, I think. For sure. Yeah, super cool stuff. Um, I got to say, I, I really do like the, the Dragapult Garb deck. It just seems really fun to play. You know, lock your yeah. opponent's abilities, throw damage counters all over the place. Just like yeah. a very... It's kind of like an iteration of a classic strategy of like locking down your opponent and spreading damage. It's always fun to do. Yeah, for sure. And that is one of, you know, those decks that uh, is re- a really nice crossover that uh, gets a lot of things in the expanded format dragapult you know being a deck that really isn't featured that heavily in standard which is kind of an interesting thing like generally speaking you know we think of the adp zashin deck as being a good kind of port you know not maybe not one-to-one but it gets some new tools but it generally remains you know kind of the same idea dragapult it gets kind of a new layer of complexity and i love that about that deck absolutely absolutely Cool. Well, you know, expanded super fun. When's the next expanded full grip online series? Do we know? I don't know about the next expanded one, but the next tournament 
will be in two weeks on the 17th. So probably going to be standard. We might even, I haven't really talked to Natalie about it, but we might do some experimentation with bands. Um, The banning things has been something that we've been generally reluctant to do. The last standard format was the first one that we had banned ADP in, but I, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I kind of could picture a format akin to what they do in VGC in certain um, spheres of VGC, where they're always just kind of banning things based on how uh, you know popular they are, and unbanning things based on you know how underused they are, and things like this. So, um, I, I think that could be kind of fun, where we just maybe experiment a little bit more than what other people are doing. I don't know. We'll have to talk. Well, I can't wait to see how that develops. Let's yeah. talk about the Players' Cup, though. So, speaking of standard with no bans. We have the Players' Cup. Um, Right now, quite a few people have plowed through quite a few, if not all, of their keys. You know, we're looking at about three weeks left here. Um, I'm honestly pretty impressed with the amount of people who have, like, already steamed through their keys. (laughs) I can't believe it. I honestly (laughs) cannot believe it. Uh, It is impressive, to say the least, because I find myself spending a good, you know, if I'm making it to the finals, I'm spending, you know, 45 minutes to an hour uh, on each tournament and somebody might hear that and they might say, Whoa, 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 you know, you're going way too slow, but I don't know. I I've been putting the challenge on myself for the player's cup to, you know, play every game optimally, like play every game. Like it's the finals of worlds or something like that, where I'm checking my prizes, um, just double checking my routing, uh, just again, being very on top of where I'm going with every move that I make. So, yeah, maybe it's taking me a little bit longer in terms of the amount of time, but still, I mean, I, I feel like 30 to 45 minutes is is reasonable, and then you're doing that 50 times. That's a number of hours. Uh, <laughs> pretty pretty crazy to think that there are a lot of people that are already finished with their tournament keys. Yeah, and I'd also comment, it seems like the the top of the leaderboard will cap off much higher than it did in the previous Players Cup. Um, yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but points are... It- are pretty high. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite know what to attribute to that because I don't necessarily, I mean, it's impossible to know without, you know, statistic, like true statistics, but I don't know that there's necessarily any more players playing now. I don't know that there's any anything, you know, more, any more hype generated around the game or anything like that. I, I'm just truly not sure where these numbers are coming from because, yeah, you're looking at the top of the leaderboard. I think Alex Shemansky uh, with... 173 rep, I believe I saw. Yeah, I don't think which is absolutely close to that. That's absurd. That is <laughs> absurd. 170. That's more than three points per key. So that's on average, he did better than a second place finish in every single tournament, which is just a ridiculous clip. Um, stated that he played Santa Scorch, by the way, for those keys. So um incredible, incredible. And yeah, you're seeing it just across the board. Like I, I'm thinking that. When we had Players Cup 2, you know, our, our cutoff was about that late 80, early 90. I think it ended up being 98 or, ni- or excuse me, 88 or 89. Yeah. And uh, I would not be surprised, based on the numbers that we've been seeing through the first week of 100 being about that cutoff. Yeah, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tight. And, I mean, who's to say? Like, maybe we just have the outliers are all coming out of the gate early. But, yeah, I mean, sure. I was... I was pretty taken aback, honestly, by how high these points were getting. So, yeah, you know, definitely stay yeah. on your toes when you're going through your keys. Try and get to that triple digits if you can. 
if, if you can, I mean, yeah, of course, more points are better than fewer points, uh, you know, and, and we'll never truly know until everything is calculated. But uh, yeah, it's pretty absurd. Just the high end, like you said, is very, very high. And I don't really know what to attribute that to since they were both played in um, the same format and, you know, essentially. And, uh, you know, I don't know that there's more players playing. So what's that? Poor Vivid Voltage. I know. <laughs> so GW, I personally have not started my keys. I have stayed true to my word that I'm going to plow through my keys yep. on this coming weekend. I'm planning to go through at least 30 of them. Um, you started off with a couple. How has that gone for you? It's gone pretty well. So I'm sitting at 23 points after eight uh, keys used. So that has me feeling really good so far. And I've used strictly Picaram. I kind of talked on the cast how I thought Picaram, uh, Eternatus would be my kind of two go-tos. And maybe if I felt like the metagame was shifting in such a way that, you know, Colossal would be the play, then I might go that way. But I've kind of found that Picaram is just, it's just been rolling for me. I've been facing a lot of ADPZ, which I felt very good about. Haven't lost a game to that deck yet. Um, feel like I can outplay Scorch. generally speaking. I have a loss, I think, against that. Um, Eternatus feels very doable. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, I'm liking the deck and I think I'm going to roll it at least for another, you know, 10 keys or so and then reassess from there. But eight keys played, 23 total points. So I'm well on track to uh, making that threshold. So that's a great, uh, certainly a great feeling. Pretty sick. We also have gotten some data collected by Celio's network over on YouTube um, about some of the top players so far in the rankings and what they've been playing. JW, um, what, what's the main trends coming out of that? What's the takeaway here? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's pretty, you know, it's a pretty small window of like what is doing well. Uh, so Pikaram is right there. A couple of players playing Pikaram. The most represented deck in the top 25 so far again this is there's a number of factors that we'll talk about about why this maybe isn't the most like accurate you know prediction but um you know there's some luke metals there are four four luke metals there are three cent scorch um a number of adpz picaram like i said and you know some eternatus scattered in there as well so um you know pretty pretty much the decks that we kind of thought we would see yeah for sure for sure. And of course, you know, there's kind of an asterisk next to that data. Um, you know, only one deck was collected per person as far as I'm aware, um, which isn't necessarily the case for how things maybe actually went. Like, certainly they could have played multiple yeah. decks. And and other things, too, are like, you know, there are times where you maybe want to switch out a few cards, you know, so even the list that some people provide, maybe they switched out cards. I've certainly done that in my eight keys. I've tried, you know, Picaram with you know, minus one card plus one other card. You know, it's just those little tiny variations that uh, that you can have. So, I yeah, would also I like say like the, the microcosm of the meta mm -hmm. for the Players Cup changes over time. I specifically, I'll think back to like Players Cup two. Um, Pikaram was yep. like a phenomenal deck in the early stages of Players Cup two, um, yep. and it was still good later on. But I noticed the the further we got into the weeks, the more there was like. Excadrill, the more there was Santa Conda, you know, like this weird stuff that's just like, yeah, I'm trying to beat a lightning deck up right now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. 
I, I mean, I still feel like, you know, there's a lot of ADP, there's a lot of Scent of Scorch, and you're taking, you know, pretty favorable matchups to those. Um, Luke Metal is certainly doable. We've discussed that matchup uh, a lot here on Tag Team, um, but just that matchup is not something that I'm, I, I don't want to see it, but I'm not necessarily scared about uh, seeing it. So I think if you're, you know, looking to play Players Cup and you're like, oh man, I'm worried about all the counter decks to my Picaram, really really don't be the only counters that we've seen so far uh, among the top again and this is also just among the top 25 so their cap is going to be 256 so you know certainly there are other uh, players that are going to make it in playing different decks but uh, the only you know consistent kind of counter deck that we've seen among the top 25 players has been decidui obstagoon for sure for sure yeah so any other updates as far as the Players' Cup goes, JW? Any, like, meta shifts that you see in your call-ups you want to make? Um, yeah, I mean, my sample size is fairly small. I played in eight tournaments, but, um, you know, I've seen a pretty wide breadth. I mean, ADP has been the most, the deck I face the most. Sent to Scorch, I've seen a lot of. So I would just be cautious if you're taking a deck into Players' Cup that has you know, a highly unfavorable matchup against either of those two decks. I think you might want to rethink your choice. Um, other than that, haven't really, again, my sample size is very, very small, but haven't seen a ton of Eternatus. Um, haven't really seen, a, like, there's no other Mewtwo decks. I actually faced my first Picaram Mirror um, today when I played a key. Yeah, it was a little surprising. I've, it's funny, I played a Pikachu VMAX deck before I played a Picaram deck. <laughs> there so, you go. Yeah, people are just trying a lot of interesting things, I think, on the on the ladder. There's a lot of the same in that ADP Scent of Scorch. And then, you know, I'm seeing some Whimsicott. I'm seeing some Orbeetle, that Pikachu VMAX deck. Um, you know, a lot of, there's just going to be some random stuff. For sure. So let's go to our next talking point then. And so, JW, I want to do kind of a lightning round with you here. I have a list of cards and... Uh -huh. Either cards that, or decks in some cases that, you know, it's frustrating to lose to them. Um, so if you want to beat the cards that I list out, I want you to list, like, say the deck or the tech that you would include in a particular deck to make yourself more resilient in these matchups. Um, okay. So first and foremost is, I think, the star child of the format, Crushing Hammer. If you want to overcome Crushing Hammer, what's the deck of choice? <laughs> uh play crushing hammer yourself <laughs> i i mean that's like kind of a combat answer but like you know it's it, use use uh evil against evil you know turn evil <laughs> on itself for sure <laughs> <laughs> try to mitigate the opponent's advantage uh because you know crushing hammer can be so good and um you know if your deck has a space for it i think you can afford to run it i, I think pikaram is just one of those one of those decks again it's like it's great to run crushing hammer in because yeah you have the space why not yeah, I thought for sure in response to Crushing Hammer, you'd say like Sun Scorch or something. <laughs> You're a little more straightforward. No, 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 no. <laughs> All, right. All right, next up I have Decidueye. Slash Decidueye ops to you. Oh, it's got to be Aegislash. Aegislash? Just like an ADP deck? Yeah, and an, I, I mean Aegislash ADP for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is Mad Party. I'd also like Asterisk, like Single Prizers. Single prizers. How do you beat uh, Dragapult? <laughs> You're making awesome. me think here, man. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Next up, Arceus Dialga and Palkia. The crushing hammer. Yeah, there you go. 
In what deck? You need a deck, dude, if you're going to say Crushing Hammer. Uh, crushing Hammer in... I, I think you could say Peak. I, I've had really good success so far. Okay. Uh, next up, you want to beat Pikachu and Zekrom. Play Eternatus. Okay. Next up, you want to play it. You want to beat Eternatus. Play Colossal. <laughs> All right. Next up, you want to beat Senti Scorch. Play. Oh gosh, this one's hard. I mean, because as much as as much as Senti Scorch, like as much as we don't like it, you know, and I think you know the, our viewers will know we're not really big so. Senti Scorch fans, but. Um, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't really have a truly bad matchup. I would say that uh, Pikaram is probably its its worst matchup. If you have a competent Pikaram player, I think they can. Worse than Eternus, uh, you think? Um. Yeah. I. I think personally. Yeah. For sure. I because I think Pikaram can really prey on the, um. Prey on the the early game setups that uh, that Sentinel Scorch can sometimes fumble around with. Cool. Well, those are the main ones I wanted to call out. We might bring this back sometime because I thought this was pretty fun. That hurt. Yeah, I, I understood what you said when you were like, you were trying to hide it from me before the show. You're like, oh, I'm going to say something and I want it to be off the cuff. And I was like, are you leaving the podcast? Like, what's going on? He's like, no, no, no. Trust me. It's going to be fine. <laughs> so before we go into card of the day, I do want to call out if you're listening live right now, Start to submit your questions in chat. So that way we can get to those for the end of the cast here. Um, the card of the day. It's Riley's turn for card of the day. And I have a fun hey. one for you. Um, so in the spirit of the Players' Cup and playing in tournaments on Pokemon Trading Card Game Online, I wanted to harken back to a fun memory that I had playing the Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. Um, so around the time that I started, the way that you would... You know, get your first deck was that you would play a theme deck and you would enter the theme deck tournaments and you know you get like a couple packs from those and then you'd use those to trade for your shamans or whatever um and slowly build up your deck and once you had like a playable deck you could go to the regular tournaments and usually the, the decks in there were very bad so you could win <laughs> um so my deck of choice for the theme deck tournaments when i wasn't playing basic blue or basic green because those were pretty powerful as well was mm-hmm. night striker and night striker is a pretty infamous meme in pokemon um yep. but so i want to call out as my card of the day the noivern from breakthrough <laughs> so noivern from right. breakthrough is a really bad card <laughs> it has a, i think it's for three energy a darkest psychic and a colorless it does 120 and discards an energy, and that's its only attack. It sounds so it's, about right. It's really bad, especially in theme deck format. You have to keep attaching to it, and it's like not uh-huh. an incredible amount of damage, honestly. Like there are plenty of theme deck cards that do more damage. Um, so it's just it's such a goofy card. It looks really cool. I think Norburn's yeah. a really cool Pokemon, honestly, yeah. and it has a lot of really cool looking cards. But goodness, that breakthrough Noivern is so awful. <laughs> they centered a theme deck around it. I think Noivern from Breakthrough to me is like a perfect symbolization of how theme decks have evolved in terms of like yeah. the Pokemon that represent them. Sure. And the Noivern is just so awful. And you compare that against like more modern theme decks where you have stuff like Alone Executor or you have stuff like Swampert or uh, maybe not Swampert, it wasn't a theme deck, but the Empoleon was in a theme deck. 
Like all these yeah. like much stronger cards. <laughs> so I just wanted to give Neuvern a shout out as like my original oh, tournament yeah. running deck. You know, uh, that's great. How many how many packs do you think you got off Neuvern? Um, I got a fair amount. I mean, I wanted to call it Neuvern specifically because it was an actual theme deck. Um, yeah, I would say I got more packs off of the basic green deck, which is like okay the the, the trainer challenge deck that you got if you started during x and y um, uh, that deck was very strong actually because you had the the shift tree that like discarded grass and drew three cards sure. um, but the neuvern i still got a fair amount of packs i definitely got at least a shaman worth of packs off the neuvern. um you know i i distinctly remember um at at the time i was working at like a board and train facility for dogs so we'd like it was like a dog hotel where we'd also train them if you wanted to like leave them for two weeks to be trained um yeah. and so on sundays though i was the only one who was working we didn't have any training on sundays and so my job was basically to stay there all day in case there was a pickup um and also just like clean up and feed the dogs and so yeah. you know during my off time on sundays i would just bring my laptop in and play these tournaments that's and, so epic <laughs> and so i like i queue up my neuburn deck until i got enough stuff to to actually build a real deck so just very fond memories that's so epic. I love that. <laughs> Very cool. Well, let's get to some viewer before, questions. Before viewer questions, I have one more topic as well for the day. Um, and so it's actually in the spirit. Oh. So we met, kind of mentioned earlier, Vivid Voltage, <laughs> uh, kind yes. of a flop. Vivid Voltage was kind of a flop. Um, so JW, I, I didn't tell you this topic either, but I'm curious what you think. Do you think battle styles will change things up? Like, to, uh, can, should I, I feel like that question is a little open-ended because, um, so let's say relative yet, to how Vivid it's, it's Voltage new. impacted the format, what do you think battle styles impact will be? Like comparatively? Yeah. I feel like it will be pretty high, uh, comparatively. Now that's, I feel like it's not saying much like. So on the scale, let's go on the was, scale from Vivid Voltage to Darkness of Blaze in terms of format impact. Yeah, okay, okay. Give me, like, a, how about a 1 to 10? So let's do... So, I'm going to say, like, 6. I don't think it'll be particularly... It's going to introduce a few new archetypes. Uh, you look at the Urshifu, uh, Urshifus. But nothing that I'm particularly looking at that's saying, like, oh, yes, this will absolutely shift the metagame. Because, um, you know, fighting is good, but we've seen a lot of these other decks be very resilient to fighting. You know, Mewtwo is a great example of how you can just add a couple into your peak deck and like you're you're okay against fighting uh so yeah i think it'll i think it'll be good the support pokemon to me aren't necessarily super um impactful with the format that we have so but they should do something we should be able to construct some new strategies so i'm gonna say it's gonna be good it's not gonna be game breaking uh six out of ten out of ten awesome and is that like that's on that scale of voltage to darkness of blaze yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think it'll make a, I guess, like, if I can put that 6 into 10 into some words, it will make, uh, bring us a couple of new archetypes, uh, similar, like, you know, Colossal's an archetype that we have that's, you know, very meta right now. Um, it'll bring us something like that. And then, you know, maybe another kind of one of those one of those weird hidden archetypes that we don't know kind of right off the bat that Pokemon doesn't just print right for us. Um, and so I think it'll have some impact, but not 
not a huge one, at least not until we get rid of tag teams. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about what I would think as well. Cool. So let's jump into our viewer questions for the day. First up from Bortmilk25, we have, would you continue playing after rotation if they announce that ADP isn't rotating? Uh, well, I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> I hope not. That's a good question, though, Bort. I would say, yeah, absolutely. I would. I mean, yeah. I'm playing now. Um, yeah, I think uh, we've talked about it. Why are people so down on the format? It's not the best format, but I also think we're in this pressure cooker of there's really nothing to do with our lives. So people are probably playing more Pokemon than they ever have before. And, you know, they're playing in more tournament situations than ever before, which is where you're going to get the most salty when you lose to an ADP. So I, and, you know, we've had this format for a fairly long time again, like vivid voltage, like we are saying, didn't really bring a lot to the table. So I think it's a number of factors that's really contributing to a lot of these people saying, you know, I don't like the format right now and, and actively think that, you know, the this format would be better without certain cards. And there's just a, an anger against Pokemon that I have never seen before, despite playing in like way worse formats than this. I'm not, that's not to excuse what we're in right now, but I'm just saying, Generally, Pokemon has been cyclical in the 10 years. I don't think the game is going to the crapper like some people think. Um, but yes, I understand if ADP was here, it wouldn't be great. I wouldn't be happy. But I don't think that's going to happen. So I hope that isn't going to happen. So right. hopefully we won't have to worry about it. Yeah, I would say even if they made some kind of weird special exception where like every card from Sun and Moon rotates except for ADP, um, I would still continue to play. Like, I don't think, and truly, I mean, ADP is obviously like a problem card, right? But I don't think ADP is like the sole offender for what's going on at the game at the moment with the game. You have all sorts of factors that are coming into it, and ADP is just a part of that puzzle. Um, so yeah. I, I mean, I think ultimately, like, we're gonna have to look at like a larger corrective path, which we have seen Pokemon kind of like shift directions repeatedly over the years, right? Um, so I think I think at the moment ADP is certainly a problem card, but it's not the offender for all things yeah. wrong in the format. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. I mean I love this game. I love playing it. I love talking about it. So I would I would still stay involved, of course. Yeah, definitely. Next up we have Real Slim Shady asks, what archetype do you guys think should come back into the metagame? Um so I guess there's two angles we could approach this from, and it's like sort of like a f archetype maybe we're fond of versus an archetype that you think maybe has a place in the meta, maybe overlooked. Um, JW, do you have any, any initial thoughts from either of those angles? Um, you know, we do have a spread deck in the form of Orbeetle, but I think just a fan favorite would be some type of stronger spread i mean i guess you could argue org beetle is pretty strong since you can spread multiple times in a turn but spread on an attack i think is is the most traditional way we've seen spread in the past so that would be some kind of archetype i'd like to have back yeah i think uh i'd love to see like more control kind of deck kind of reemerge. emerge uh, we've seen definitely all sorts of attempts different variants come up over over the months um but i, re I really do enjoy like slowing down the pace of the game and really yeah. being methodical and thinking through those plays. Um, so, you know, yeah, we have seen standard go through a couple different versions of control and standard. I would love to see that kind of archetype reemerge. Yeah. Those are definitely some of the most 
thought provoking games that I've ever had is playing something like, you know, Pidgey Control um, or yeah. Wall Stall. Yeah. For sure. Next up from Pokey Ninja Swag for Players Cup, what is the best play out of these three? ADP, Eternatus, and Senti Scorch. And then worst pick out of those three. So basically, we're ranking those three. Yeah. <laughs> if out of three, we pick the best and the worst. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Well, why don't you tackle this one, Riley? Okay. Um, so I think you can look at it from maybe like a macro perspective or from like our personal perspectives um, because we are pretty biased against Senti Scorch. I actually think among those three, in like terms of order of what I would play, I would say Eternatus is number one, um, especially in an environment like the Players' Cup. I enjoy just like going fast and plowing through things. Um, yeah. Senti Scorch would probably be my number two, actually. Um, and the reason I pick ADP as the worst is not necessarily because ADP countered or because adp is a bad deck um it's just a finicky deck it's a deck that i don't like playing um and there's all sorts of like weird room for things to go wrong that are completely out of your control just in the same way there's opportunity for things to go right for you that are completely out of your opponent's control um yeah so adp and to my in my opinion removes a lot of agency from the game i'd rather just play a different deck Yeah, I think, yeah, there's there's a li- maybe a little more room to potentially outplay opponents with a deck like Scent to Scorch. You know, you have the first attack on Scent to Scorch V. You have, you know, various techs that you can play with the with the scoop up nets and things like that. So there might be a little bit more of an opportunity to, you know, kind of counter what your opponent's trying to do. So, yeah, I, I would I would largely um, largely agree with that. For me, I, I'm just going to put Scent to Scorch at the bottom, though. I still would probably take ADP over it, but um, I can't, you know, I can't fault anyone that that loves Scent to Scorch. I, I think it has put up the numbers um, to be considered, you know, a strong deck. It's just... Yeah, I mean, you can just look at Alex Shemansky's Players Cup, right? I, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> really, truly a a ridiculous performance, and you know what? I might have to give uh, Scent to Scorch some more uh, some more consideration. I mean, I feel like I always say that, and then I just like get back on my old, you know, high horse and be like, "Nah, I'm never <laughs> playing Sex Scorch. It's the worst deck of all time." But um, yeah, you know, congratulations uh, to all the players that have just dominated with Sent to Scorch because uh, you're certainly putting it on the map for sure. Well, I think that's a, a pretty well-rounded episode we're coming out with here. If there's other ideas you have for lightning round kind of segments, be sure to let us know on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to kind of keep going with this idea. At least I would. I think it's pretty fun. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you can still be sure to check us out on Twitter. Uh, that's at Tag Team Pokemon, at Real John Walter, and at Smiles the Riles. Be sure to give us a rate and review if you're listening on a podcasting platform. It helps boost us up and get us discovered so we can keep making awesome podcast content for you guys. And do let us know what you like and don't like in that rating. You know, it doesn't doesn't have to be a five-star off-rip. Like, if you have something that you'd like to see change, let us know. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. We're always looking for new ideas. Always love to hear from uh, from all of you. So, would be happy to uh, happy to hear from you guys. Otherwise, if you're playing in the Players' Cup, have good luck. Have fun. Keep yourself centered. Um, if you're not playing in the Players' Cup, keep enjoying Pogue. Like, find ways to play and enjoy yourself. If you're trying to buy Shining Fates, Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> And we will catch you all next time. (laughs) See you guys. Peace.